0: Welcome to Daily Defining Moments. This is Pastor Allen, and I'm so glad you're with me. Our goal each day is to help you open your Bible and connect with Jesus. Remember, before I begin my day, God has something to say. We're reading through the New Testament portion of the one year Bible in the New Living Translation. Today is January 24th, and our reading comes from Matthew chapters 15 and 16, beginning in verse 29. Matthew says this, Jesus returned to the Sea of Galilee and climbed a hill and sat down. A vast crowd brought to him people who were lame, blind, crippled, those who couldn't speak, and many others. They laid them before Jesus, and he healed them all. The crowd was amazed. Those who hadn't been able to speak were talking. The crippled were made well. The lame were walking and the blind could see again. And they praised the God of Israel. Oh my goodness, what a beautiful passage, right? I wish I would have been there to see this scene, this experience. And it just reminds me of when Jesus arrived and he says the kingdom of heaven is at hand. I just love the fact that the kingdom of God is breaking into our world in order to bring healing, peace, and restoration. You know, today, like you, I look around me and I see so many needs, so many hurting people, so many desperate people, so many sick people. I think about in my own life people that I am so close to and love and are suffering so much. And this passage gives me hope. It gives me hope that healing, miracles, breakthrough, peace, restoration is possible even here and now. That the kingdom of heaven is at hand. And I just want to encourage you like I'm trying to encourage myself as I'm reading this passage to not lose hope to not give up, to keep calling on God, to keep looking to Him and asking for His help, His intervention in the circumstances of our lives and the lives of those we love. It also gives me hope, knowing that if I don't see the answer to what I'm praying for now, If I don't see the healing I'm longing for, the breakthrough that I'm longing for, the peace that I'm longing for, I'm so full of hope knowing that one day my temporary time in this world will be over and the kingdom will be established and Jesus will rule and reign and we will rule and reign with him in paradise forever. And ever and ever. I long for that day. Our hope is anchored in Jesus. I just love that. And then the next thing that happens is, once again, he's got this big crowd of people. He's concerned about their hunger. They've been with him for three days. They're out of food. He wants to feed them. Once again, they just have a small lunch, and Jesus prays, blesses, breaks he passes out the food and once again there's more than enough and i just love again the, the fact that jesus cares about their practical everyday needs and listen to me jesus cares about your needs and i think we have to allow jesus to work in our hearts so that he can work in our circumstances in order to bring peace, to bring the kingdom, to bring fulfillment, to satisfy our hungers. And that's not just metaphorical, even practically speaking, as God is working in my heart, He's working through my life to bring peace, to bring the kingdom to bear on every area and situation in my life. And I just love that. And I just love the compassion of Jesus. And then this is so crazy. Chapter 16, after all of these miracles, then the religious leaders, the Pharisees and Sadducees, chapter 16, verse 1, they come to test Jesus, demanding that he show them a miraculous sign from heaven to prove his authority. Wait a minute. Didn't they just see he has healed the sick, the blind see, the cripple are walking, right? I mean, the deaf hear. He just fed 4,000 people. And how do the religious leaders respond? Give us a sign. And Jesus just said, if that sign wasn't enough, if you see all of that and still refuse to believe, the truth is there's no sign that will convince you because your heart, is not open. This really isn't about proof. Again, this is about your heart. It's about your independence. It's about your stubbornness, your rebellion. You don't want me to be in charge. And so in order to justify your rejection of what is plain and obvious, you're trying to trap me and figure out a way to excuse yourself. I just love it. Jesus says, I'm not giving you any signs. In fact, the only sign that you will get, and it's an undeniable sign, is a sign of Jonah the prophet who was in the belly of a fish for three days. And then he rose again. He was vomited on the beach. In the same way, Jesus would die and be buried for three days. But on the third day, he would rise in power and glory to prove he is who he claims to be, the Son of God the Messiah, the Savior of the world. I love that. And then Jesus gives his disciples a warning. Verse six, watch out, Jesus said, beware of the yeast of the Pharisees and the Sadducees. And in verse 21, he says the yeast is deceptive teaching. So what is the deceptive teaching of the Pharisees and Sadducees? The deceptive teaching is religion. We talked a little bit about this yesterday. But what is deceptive about religion is religion gives us the appearance. It deceives us into believing that we're close to God because we've jumped through some hoops. When in reality, religion has replaced God and become a barrier To God. And so now our independent attempt to prop ourselves up has actually deceived us into moving further away from God. It's actually isolating us from God rather than bringing us to God. And so Jesus is saying, hey, you got to be careful here. And let me just say to all of us, we have to be careful. We have to be careful that I religious routine, and for me, what would that look like? I had to be careful that everything I do with a good motive spiritually doesn't become a routine, and I lose sight of the relationship and what God is doing in my heart. So again, in church world, if i not careful, going to church or even reading my Bible or even serving on Sunday or serving at the serve center or serving in my community or keeping the law, you know, deciding I'm not going to cheat on my wife and I'm not going to get in any fights with anybody. And I'm going to be not all, if we're not careful, we can turn all of that into religion. What do you mean, Alan? Well, what I mean is when that stuff begins to replace our pursuit of God, then it's just become religion and that stuff sometimes deceives us into believing because we do these things and our neighbor doesn't, then we're spiritually superior. And the truth is, if we're better off spiritually, it's not because of our works. It's because of what Jesus has done and is doing in our hearts. In fact, Jesus would argue religion without the relational connection makes you worse off than no religion. This is why Jesus said, I didn't come for those who think they are well. So religion gives us the, the perception, it deceives us into believing, I'm doing great when I may be even further from the Father than I've ever been. Jesus said, I didn't come to call those who think they are well. I didn't come to heal those who think they are well. I came to call to heal those who know, to save those who know they are lost, right? And so Jesus says, you got to be real careful not to allow religion to deceive you into believing that you're doing better than you think and then cause you to shut down your pursuit of God or cause you to close your heart to what Jesus wants to do new and fresh in your life today. Remember, here's what we're trying to do in this podcast. We're trying to grow in our capacity to every day, turn our hearts again to Jesus every day to open our hearts again to the word and allow his word and allow his presence to penetrate every area of our life and heart in order to lead us into his best life, right? That's what Jesus wants to do. So let's not allow religion to close our hearts or become a substitute for what God is trying to do new and fresh in your life today. Let me pray for you. Father, I thank you so much that you love us and that because you're our Father, and we're your kids. You care about all the details of our life, our struggles, our suffering, our pain. You are so compassionate about all of that. And I just pray for every person listening, God, that you would step into their circumstances. God, that you'd bring healing and peace and restoration and provision. God, that you would bless them God, I just thank you for being such a faithful, compassionate, generous God. And Lord, I pray that you would help us to guard our hearts, to never be deceived by religion. And all of us, I, I can do this. Everybody can turn whatever their routine is into a religious substitute. And God, we don't want to do that. Lord, we want to read our Bible, not so we can check a box, but so that we can meet and hear from you. God, we want to pray not to check a box, but because we want to communicate and listen to you. We fast not to check a box, but because we want to soften our hearts, to open our hearts to you. God, we give not to check a box, but because we love you and want to bless you and to bless our world and our giving allows our heart to move towards you. God, everything we do, we're not doing it to check a box. We're not doing it to earn status. We're doing it because we want to spend time with you, because we want to fall deeper in love with you, because we want you to transform us from the inside out. And we want the people around us to experience with you what we're experiencing with you. So God, help us to do that. Help us to draw near to you, to walk with you, to live in your presence every day. In Jesus' name, we pray. Amen. Well, I hope that encourages you, man. Thanks again for being with me today. And remember, before I begin my day, God has something to say. We'll see you again tomorrow.